Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Let's Talk Church podcast, a podcast across Uni Church Belfast, All Saints Church Belfast and St. Nicholas's Church Belfast. I'm your host Jodie and we are in the middle of a little mini-series called Belonging, what it looks like to be a member at our church. And today we have Emily Sands and Anya Sutton with us today. Hi girls, how are you? Hello. <laughs> so nice to have you with us today. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, now, I was having a little think about this earlier today, since we are in full podcast swing do you guys have a podcast that you like listening to do you have a go-to podcast if you i mean i know that you both would probably drive a fair wee bit so Mm. if you're in the car what's your go-to i listen to the food medic please tell us about it because i've never heard of it she's great so she is (laughs) (laughs) well she is great she is an irish girl who grew up in clontarf that is a practicing uh doctor in London mm-hmm. but she's all about like holistic well-being oh. um, and it's all very evidence-based so oh that sounds fun. fantastic yeah. wow what about you Emily have you got any go-tos see I'm a little bit of an old woman I really like Radio 5 Live so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good so every now and then if I feel really like young and hip I might listen to a podcast but yeah, it's just rare. stick with yeah. stick with Five Live. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That that's very <laughs> both very different from my go-to podcast. Always a murder podcast. Oh, always. Yeah, yeah. Oh. solving crime. What are you listening to at the moment? Um, so I've, I've got one at the minute that I like called Case File that just goes oh, what's over the Australian yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just goes over like old old Very cases. Grisly, yeah. It is grisly, mm. but so interesting. Very interesting. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's my go-to podcast. But you know, thankfully, we're not talking about murder today. <laughs> Oh, well, guys, it's so great to have you with us today. Um, and it's so nice um, just to get to know you guys a little bit and for our listeners mm. to get to know you. So could you guys tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe Emily, do you want to kick off? Yes, us? I can do. So I am Emily. I have been here for over two years now. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Sheffield in England, mm. which is a great place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I work in the pharmaceutical industry and yeah. That's that's me. That's great. So Emily, you're obviously not originally from Belfast. Do you want to tell us how you ended up getting here? Yeah, so I met my now husband at university mm-hmm. and I drew the short straw, got <laughs> dragged over here. But you know what? Like it's turned out that it's actually pretty decent and I really enjoy it. So <laughs> I just like to say that to make him feel a bit bad. Yeah, answered like a true <laughs> English woman there. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, Anya, what about you? Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, I am from Wexford originally and mm-hmm. I, this is my second, it's coming up to the end of my second year in Belfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing a doctorate in child and educational psychology in Queens so I have one more year left Mm. um and yeah Mm -hmm. yes have the years ramped up in intensity (laughs) I feel like it's aging me horribly (laughs) I do really enjoy it but it has just Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know it's nice because I suppose I always knew that I was going to have to do a doctorate if I wanted to be a psychologist yes. mm-hmm. and that's what I always wanted to do mm-hmm. um, but you have to do your masters first and I had mm-hmm. travelled a good bit as well yeah. and it's I can't believe that like after the undergrad and the masters and the mm-hmm. travelling and all the experience you have to get that it's like coming to an end and mm-hmm. I'm going to be qualified so it's incredible it actually is yes. really exciting it um, is very exciting after yeah. all that hard work it's Girl, amazing. when yeah. it's over yeah. I will be so, <laughs> I'll be so happy but uh, yeah, no, it is, yeah I'm very lucky yeah so but, and that and that's obviously how you ended up in Belfast because you're studying your doctorate at Queen's yeah that right? that's it uh-huh. yeah that's great so this is it's very exciting actually on our podcast today we've got lots of accents going on and wonderful people from all different places mm. so it's very exciting now um Maybe you guys can tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you like to do in your free time because you have a few shared interests. We do. We do have some shared interests. Yeah. 
do you want to talk about I the shared interest? I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we both really, I was going to say enjoy, but maybe that's not the right word afterwards, for it. Afterwards, I think after you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we do triathlons. So wow. we do lots of running together and cycling together and drinking coffee together. Yes. That's probably essential, the, Emily. the best part of the training part. that yes. I think <laughs> that we do. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's very So how long have you guys been doing triathlons because that I imagine it's not really the sort of thing that you just decide one day I'm gonna get into this how did you guys it is <laughs> really yeah. yeah yeah well I think I suppose well for me I moved to Belfast and mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends oh. I didn't know anybody Anya, it's so hard to believe <laughs> oh, Jody, it was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I had no friends and I have really bad knees mm-hmm. so I'd always run and mm-hmm. um my lovely running coach down south had said you should really take up triathlon because mm-hmm you your knees are absolutely awful you'll never make it to a full marathon they always give out I beforehand. find it so hard to believe that a triathlon is good for the knees well do you know what it's, a, it's awful low impact do you know really? on your legs yeah, 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 yeah. like it's low enough. impact and then as well I was always a real workaholic okay and when I came to Belfast I wanted to I was kind of very safe because I'd gotten onto the course that I wanted mm-hmm. to be on mm-hmm. so I wanted to do my course but also have an entire life yeah outside of work mm-hmm. um and I it just turned out to be like a really good way to meet people mm-hmm. and a really good way to kind of stay sane and like I would have to leave at half five because <coughs> I had training I had to go yeah. do you know so it was it was actually yeah. a really helpful way to balance things mm-hmm. um I am woeful on the bike <laughs> I am woeful in the water but it is not about being perfect <laughs> so it was good for me to have something that was like not about being the best it's just about turning up for yeah. me yeah um, and sometimes great. Emily takes me out on the bike <laughs> sometimes I drive out to Emily's house to go out on the bike <laughs> and my legs are hanging off afterwards and I have to like not sit in the car for a while <laughs> Emily's very modest very <laughs> yes well Emily is a pro like Emily mm. and Peter have their own um, Facebook or Instagram yeah. account for their um, Ironman training which if I'm is an Ironman like a super intense triathlon yeah so it's like a long it's a long one so it's a kind of as if it wasn't long enough Emily it's a full day of fun that one but yeah yeah but I think to be fair the Instagram we set up because we wanted some freebies I'm gonna and you yeah. got them yeah we got some anti-chafing cream so you know very really important any, though yeah very well, very I love important that. I love that. That's what a result so how did you and Peter get into it how did, how did you guys get into yeah so sport? we'd always been swimmers so uh-huh. that's how we met through the Aww. university swim team so lovely. yeah and then um to be fair I do feel a bit bad for Peter I kind of like doing pushing my body to its limits sort of thing uh-huh. so a few years ago I persuaded him to do a marathon and then he was like I'm never gonna run again so when <laughs> lockdown hit I was a bit bored and I was like well we can train for an Ironman then uh-huh. and yeah <laughs> yeah so that was it wow so. very good so what are you guys working towards at the minute when's the next big event what I often feel guilty about is the fact that people are like oh you're a triathlon triathlete now. but I started it in first year when I was in Queen's last year and then lockdown happened so I haven't have you done one? triathlon yet <laughs> but you will until there is a race uh, called the top of Morns on the 7th of August sounds hideous okay so, so that's what you're going for at the minute Emily what about yeah. you so we're we're kind of trying to decide so we were meant to have a half iron man a few mm. weeks after Anya's triathlon uh-huh. but mm. sadly that's been cancelled oh. yeah so oh. I think we're going to try and find like a triathlon to kind of fill in because like Anya mm-hmm. we've still not actually done a full triathlon <laughs> that is yet, not so. true yeah oh 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 yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> so I let this on slip like a few months ago. So I, when I was very young, I did have a go at a triathlon. Did you? Yeah. So my dad entered me into it and I had like all these people were really pro and they were all mm-hmm. there. Like they looked the part, you know, when you can tell they're only 12 years old, but they're going to the Olympics. Like, yes. Oh, yes. Incredible. 12-year-olds do triathlons. Oh, yeah. It's, that seems cruel mm, well yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> in my case it was <laughs> but no and I turned up and like I had a pink bike with tassels on and everything oh, and I just looked like such a turnip but it was good fun yeah it was really good fun oh, and, yeah. oh, that is so sweet so from an early age Emily you've been triathloning yeah yeah it's amazing yeah. I oh. just had a long break. Yeah, you know? do have a long <laughs> Back break. Back at it yeah. now. Well, yeah. the, you guys are very um, gifted girls, and that's I hope that triathlons go well in the summer. So if any of our listeners are um, keen triathletes or want to be, these are the girls to talk to. Uh, I don't know, maybe they'll put you off. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thanks very much, girls. Now, um, you guys are both part of our church family here mm-hmm. um, at Uni Church on All Saints. Um, Emily, how long have you been around for? So about two and a half or so. Two and a half yeah, years and on you, about a year and a half. half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I got. I think I met Emily um on maybe my first or second Sunday back, and that was a couple of months after we started coming that I got to meet on you. Yeah. So um, so it's been really nice. I feel like I've known you guys since the start of our time. Mm. Whenever we were back here after our um stint in Sydney, um, and you guys are both Christians, so I was wondering if that would be something you'd be able to tell us um a wee bit about. Um, Emily, can you kind of share your story, like your Christian story for us and tell us a little bit about um, how you came to call yourself a Christian? Because that wasn't always the case. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so when I went to university, I wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. I knew a few Christians and I thought, you know, good for them. That's great. And mm-hmm. they were all really, really nice people. But um, I just didn't think Christianity was for me. Mm-hmm. And then God placed two people in my life. So one of them I was living with in my first year mm-hmm. and the other one was Peter. So Aww. yeah, so they were very persistent. They were like inviting me along to every single Christian event going. And I was we just, do that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, when they said I was all no. And then as soon as they said there's free food, I was like, you know what? May as well, may as well give it a go. Um, and I went along to a few talks with them and it was through that that I realized that I can't kind of ignore Christianity mm-hmm. and I can't ignore faith because um, mm-hmm. whether I decide it's for me or decide it's not for me it's going to have an impact in my life mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> through those talks I kind of found that out and kind of went to explore it a bit more um, and I found out like what sin is really and that was something mm-hmm. that I'd never really heard about before mm-hmm. and I knew that the life I was living wasn't ideal. Um, I was going out a lot. I was hurting lots of my close friends and family members and I wasn't really happy with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I knew it wasn't ideal, but when I found out what sin was, so turning your back on God, saying not your way, but my own way, I was like, well, this is sin. Mm -hmm. But not only that, like smaller things as well were sin. Like sin was just in every single part of my life. Um, And it still is, um, but obviously... I found out that Jesus forgives sin, which mm-hmm. was amazing. And I kind of went to the other extreme because I sat down and I was like, oh, like I'm really bad. Like Jesus mm. would never have died for my sins. Mm-hmm. He'll, you know, die for the person that kind of tells a little white lie, <laughs> but not for me. Um, and I spoke to my friend and she was like, you know, I don't think you're really grasping it. Jesus mm. is for everyone. You don't need to change anything at all. Um, he changes you. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, so I went home that night and I prayed and I was just like, you know what? I am awful, but Jesus, I believe in you. I have faith in you. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that was nearly five years ago. Wow, I'm like, yeah. Race. So that was a big, like a really big thing in your yeah, life. Like yeah. that's kind of turned everything around for you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And can you like, um, I guess, um, just maybe flesh out for us how um, life has changed for you since, or even just something maybe that has encouraged you to grow in your Christian walk since then? Yeah. So I think... Probably like, so my friends and family back in England aren't Christians. Mm -hmm. So probably for them, the biggest change they'd say is that I'm not going on nights out and having kebabs (laughs) at the end of it. But I mean, I'm still having the kebabs. Still having the kebabs. (laughs) Maybe just not so many nights out. But I think it's so much more than that. I think Mm. I've got a kind of newfound peace with life, knowing Mm. that whatever happens, God's in control and God's on top of it all and things very rarely seem to go to plan or the way that you kind of intend for them to go but that's okay because God is in control of that and just the amazing knowledge as well that like the creator of the universe like loves me that's just awesome yeah that's amazing Emily thank you so much for sharing that with us um and Anya you became a Christian quite recently Mm. do you want to kind of um share a little bit of your story and how that kind of came about for you yeah I suppose I had traveled an awful lot I had kind of spent a year in the Middle East and I had you know been in India and I I kind of when I look back now I can see I was getting more and more curious the last few years mm. I had the best time in college <laughs> I would go out to the best of them and I would get absolutely hammered and I, you know it's a very Irish thing I yeah. think as well you know just the culture mm-hmm. and there was always something it didn't quite fit mm-hmm. for me you know um and yeah so I landed in Belfast mm-hmm. and a friend landed in my life and brought me to All Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, and you I came along carol service, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the first time at Christmas, mm-hmm. and I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. And like lots of people my age from down south, mm-hmm. um, I think maybe religion, it, it hasn't been that well represented down south, sure. maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think that lots of people... I had only ever seen the bad bits yeah. of organised religion. Of course. And lots of people, lot, I'm not saying everyone, but lots of people my age are very against it yeah. or are very disillusioned. And mm-hmm. lots of my friends were, you know. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that they were, that they are secular. Mm-hmm. Just it was an active pushback, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming to All Saints and, yeah, I think, and I hear lots of people saying this, but when I look back on it now, like seeing that, I was like, oh, these people are different. Mm-hmm. It was really strange. Mm-hmm. And they were very open and very friendly and it was no facet of religion that I had ever experienced Mm. before I don't think Mm -hmm. and that was very powerful and then the more I went to the life course Mm -hmm. um and the more I stepped into it um I think putting your trust in the fact that God loves you Mm -hmm. unconditionally Mm -hmm. but also loves other people and it gives people kind of an inherent worth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know mm-hmm. that and that was mm-hmm. really powerful I was like oh wow mm-hmm. um and I find I f- I as I've said before I'm a big workaholic but I found myself leaving service on a Sunday with such a sense of peace mm-hmm. you know and even cases that I would be worried about um like I would really struggle to leave work and work sometimes and I would mm-hmm. worry about the kids that we see and of course I yeah I, I would find that really hard and I just found it so comforting to think that if you've been placed on this earth, God loves you. And it was actually such, I think I just arrived in the right place, the right time in yeah. my life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it has just brought such a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. And now whatever happens, 
whatever it is mm-hmm. like I'm I'm moving apartment I'm looking around at the moment mm-hmm. for somewhere to live and I don't know if it's gonna work out mm-hmm. I'm not worried mm-hmm. and yeah. I think before I would really have worried yeah you mm-hmm. know and I'll be finished my doctorate and what am I gonna do and before I would have worried yeah and now I just wait mm-hmm. to see yeah what you know mm-hmm. what the plan is yeah um mm-hmm. so that has been huge for yeah. me it has been really huge that's amazing and I thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that with us it's so encouraging I love hearing everybody's <laughs> stories because um it's been a real privilege actually um listening when I've been doing the podcast over the past couple of weeks to different people's stories and everybody is coming from such a different place yeah. um but are all united in where we're going and that I think is really really exciting um on I asked Emily this a wee second ago is there anything that you um can share that has been I guess an encouragement to you in your Christian walk since you became a Christian um or anything that you can think of that um yeah has kind of been a particular joy to you over the last year or so Ooh, um for me I think it is being able to trust in people that Mm -hmm. sounds really ridiculous but I Mm -hmm. think I would I think it it does come back to that whole I think I do think people have like such good in them Mm -hmm. and I would have worried and tried to make things okay mm-hmm. and the more that I step back and trust that God has it and yeah. it's going to be okay the more mm-hmm. things work out yeah. and I think lots of times this year I've stepped back and actually it's worked out yeah and that mm-hmm. has been massively reassuring yeah. to me yeah that's mm-hmm. amazing like and, and it is very much a process learning to trust God oh and, man um, I'm yeah. such a control freak yeah. I'm such a Monica such a yeah. Monica so um, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely well thank you so much for sharing that now we're obviously in the middle of this little mini series um where we're looking at um what it looks like to be a member of our church and we've had on the past couple of weeks what we call our um reps who cover different areas of life at our church and Emily you are our um rep for mission um, so it's very exciting to have you on with us um, today. Um, really just to start off this conversation about mission at church, can you actually explain to us what mission is and explain to our listeners what the word means? Absolutely. So mission is basically sharing the great word um, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So telling people that don't yet know um, that Jesus has died for them and exactly what he has done for them um, mm-hmm. and just sharing that within our community here in Belfast and wider as well. Yeah, that's great. So what does it actually then look like to be the mission rep at our church? What does that involve? Yeah, so it's been a little bit different this year. Um, so, as is everything. Yeah. <laughs> so in normal times, it would have been doing some of the organisation behind the life course in person. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I think Peter's just done such an amazing job like I must say Peter Blair yeah. <laughs> so many Peters here All the <laughs> yeah um has just done such an amazing job of like delivering that online mm-hmm. um so I've been a little bit redundant in that department mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah so and it's also just making sure that church is really welcoming for non-Christians and visitors mm-hmm. so that they want to come back and they want to continue to learn more and hear more about mm-hmm. Jesus yeah mm. that that's really good um just kind of it's good to get our heads around about what the things that go on behind the scenes are and what the stuff that is that you're working on at the minute um so kind of on that Emily can you help us to understand why here at All Saints and Uni Church do we actually value mission why is it that we think of it that it's important enough that we do things like the life course and we have a mission rep and we encourage people to take part in that why is it so important to us 
Absolutely. So it's such a huge part of Christianity and our faith is sharing it. Um, and so Jesus in a part of the Bible, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's called the Great Commission. And basically he says that we should go and share the gospel um, mm-hmm. to the ends of the world. Um, and that's something that is so, so important. Um, as a Christian, like it's the most exciting thing about us. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry. <laughs> you know <laughs> sorry to burst people's bubbles but <laughs> it is the most exciting and the best thing about us and it's such a privilege that we can share that with other people mm-hmm. and we love other people and we want to see them saved in the way that we've been saved mm-hmm. and for them to experience the joy of a life with Jesus mm-hmm. yeah that, and that is a, a huge and amazing privilege that we have um, to be able to be part of. And one of the ways that we um, seek to engage in mission here at Church, Emily's already mentioned it, is through our life course. So obviously it's looked different over the last year, but I'm quite aware that some of our listeners may be quite new to our church family, may only have come along since lockdown. So Emily, could you actually give big picture stuff? What is the life course all about? What does it look like? And um, maybe even what could it look like to be involved once things go back? Absolutely. So it's a four week course that we run and it basically looks at some big questions like who Jesus is and why his life is relevant to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it does it in a really casual format. So there's no like questions and answers. You're not going to have an exam paper or anything like that at the end. And there's no mm-hmm. pressure to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really relaxed and chilled environment. Um, hopefully as we can do more things in person, it will mm-hmm. be. Um, and we'll be able to really treat you and you can be our guests there at the course. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting involved in it is great as well for Christians that we've got here. So you yeah. can be a host at the live course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that basically just means chatting to our guests, forming relationships with them. And if you get a chance, you know, sharing your testimony and just seeing where they're at in their walk, mm-hmm. in their faith. Um, and it's just, that is just such an exciting and mm-hmm. a special thing to be able to do. Like some of the relationships you form are amazing and the people that you meet are great and it's just a real joy to be able to see mm-hmm. God working in that way yeah well I can certainly testify to that because the first time that I was a host at the life course I got to meet my wonderful friend Anya oh, that's you're where so we lucky. met <laughs> I know I am and it was, I remember um the the first night that I was there and it was my first night at life course as well I'd never been to one before and I saw you you came in and you were looking like very smiley and friendly and I and and it was and it was lovely and I just went over and chatted you and I think we sat together every week and we've become great friends which is amazing so actually I was going to ask you next Mm. can you just maybe explain to us how you find the life course like Mm. first of all how did you end up going and how did it impact you and what was it actually like to go to yeah I suppose I had been so nervous going to life course because (laughs) I had been coming to church here on Sundays with a friend and I don't sound like other Christians because I wasn't (laughs) raised in a Christian house and I was so acutely aware that I didn't I don't and I didn't have the lingo and I was like Mm -hmm. oh I'm so different I don't know if it's for me Mm -hmm. I don't know if it you know and I was feeling the peace but I was also worried that I wasn't fitting in and then Mm -hmm. I went to life course and there was just like everybody was so different Mm -hmm. and that was massively comforting Mm -hmm. and there were no stupid questions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it went over all the basics like grace by faith and there were lots of things that I so I had grown up um with a model of religion that was very much works focused Mm -hmm. so it was totally you know it was the whole um you know the whole inside out approach and you know living a good life because the life you have is gift and Christ died for you Mm -hmm. that was 
it, it was put across so simply mm-hmm. that even though I'd never grown up with that I'd actually never really heard that message mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel out of place because everybody was so different mm-hmm. um, and that was really powerful and it was actually like there was there were really good snacks and it was <laughs> everybody <laughs> says that the snacks were great snacks yeah <laughs> and you got to chat to people yeah. and I don't I, th- I remember having like I met you mm-hmm. and and then subsequently we read the Bible all the way through lockdown one. We did. We did. And it was, and so it was a really trying time yeah. and it really, mm-hmm. it was really important. But I think mm-hmm. if I hadn't turned up and given it a chance, mm-hmm. um, none of that would have happened, yes. you know. Because mm-hmm. um, it was in some ways quite an unlikely time to form a friendship. Oh, that we, yeah. like, we literally, I remember Ani and I managed to squeeze in one coffee before mm. lockdown hit and then um, we were due to hang out and read the Bible together mm. and we had to do it over Zoom and we did it through every week throughout the whole lockdown, didn't we're we? So, we're so <laughs> good. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> no, we did. Well, it was really, really good and it was yeah. such a grounding thing to do every week in the midst of that it lockdown. Was, and yeah. I looked forward to it so much because yeah. there was nothing else on during the week. <laughs> so depressing. I remember yeah. I had so much college work to do at the time and it was mm-hmm. so hard to be like, managing cases and stuff from an apartment it was so mm-hmm. and then not knowing what was coming mm-hmm. and as a monica not knowing what is coming is, yes. i'd never had that in my life it was yeah. awful nobody mm-hmm. had um and it was the first it was that real kind of rubber hits the road yeah and i remember you being like you have to trust and it was the trusting yeah. and trusting and trusting mm-hmm. and it was like practicing trusting yeah. and have somebody having somebody there to trust with yes Do you know yeah. um so it was really mm-hmm. it was a really powerful experience yeah. and if i hadn't gone to life course yeah I wouldn't have do you know mm-hmm. yeah so it, like it's one of those things it's been like that has been such a blessing to me on the first life course that I went to to actually mm-hmm. just get an amazing new friend out of it mm-hmm. and that we actually got to kind of walk that um really hard time of life of that first lockdown mm-hmm. together now I I guess this is um a question I'm gonna throw over to Emily just for now um as we are starting to think about life opening back up again and um things certainly seem to be moving in a positive direction and we are kind of seeing friends and family more often now and we're out and about a wee bit more um how could you um, or what would you I guess say to our listeners to be encouraging them to think about how they are sharing the gospel with their friends and family in their life have you got any I guess good tips or encouragements on that yeah um so I think being able to see them is such a positive because I think my mum was certainly getting annoyed with me throwing in at the every like the end of every single phone conversation Ooh, church was great this week so like <laughs> that wasn't very subtle and that probably wasn't a great way to keep doing that so yeah maybe not that way but mm-hmm. you know if you have um friends and family that are local being able mm-hmm. to invite them along to church to a service is mm-hmm great or even just like being able to invite them along if you're doing anything with a member of a congregation and um, mm-hmm. invite them along to that and just really get them looped into the church circle and um, so that they can be a part of it um, and as well like with life course coming up you know think mm-hmm. about who you can invite to that and how you're going to invite them because um, mm-hmm. it's just it is a great opportunity and it's the best way to do it Um I think so often we can be nervous about exactly what we're going to say and how mm-hmm. we're going to say it but and just knowing that you can invite them along to the life course and that God's in control of that, God's sovereign, and mm-hmm. he'll put, he'll know exactly what's going to be said and how they're going to react to that. And that's so mm-hmm. reassuring. So if you can get them along to the life course, that's mm-hmm. that's probably the best way to go, a lot better than just saying, church was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny, just as you were saying that, Emily, I was actually thinking of, um, this is, um, thinking about mission is actually something that we want 
everybody in our whole church family to think about and it's something that we're recording this on a Sunday I know it comes out on Tuesday but we're recording on Sunday and this is something that our littlest members of church were actually thinking about today so um, in ASC Kids this morning and we're actually going to be doing it for the month of June because and I don't think I actually told you this Emily in the month of June um, at ASC Kids on Sunday morning we're doing a little series called Curious which is a four week series and it's like the life course for little ones (laughs) and it's very very sweet so um what we've been today we asked the question who is Jesus so um we've got four questions to work through and we were thinking about who is Jesus so the kids were thinking about that today and trying to answer that question but then also in our small group time that we have at the end they were um writing down the name of three of their friends who they want to pray for and who they would like to invite along to big weekend in the summertime so um I think I guess it's just an encouragement for everybody in in our church family to know that even our tiniest members we had someone who was three and a half this morning praying for three friends and um they've written their names down in a little card and they're taking it away this week and they're going to pray for them and then hopefully next week they'll actually get little postcards so they can invite their friends to big weekend but I was just like I really wanted to share that with you guys because it's such a nice thing to know that yes we as grown-ups are thinking about you know having those conversations with our friends and it can be so scary and so hard but it's good to look at the little ones and the example that they have because they have such confidence <laughs> and that childlike faith really comes through they're great so um we heard quite a bit about life course tonight um especially I guess and one of the things we kind of wanted to mention too was if you've never been along to life course you haven't heard about it um the great thing is since lockdown we actually recorded all of the videos and they are on YouTube so if you've never been to life course and you want to know what the go is before you invite someone you can do a practice run at home <laughs> and actually watch it so that you know that you can be confident in what we're gonna say um but I guess I'm gonna put this next question out to Emily and to Anya because they're both um experienced life coursers mm-hmm. um what would be um your top tips for inviting a friend to the life course I'm gonna Emily I suppose from your experience of inviting people but Anya from your experience of being invited what mm. worked for you um, and how, what do you think might work for other people do you reckon mm. I think um, I think the no commitment piece mm-hmm. I was like oh come along see if you like it and knowing that it's not going to be a room full of Christians that you're walking mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. so I had a really good friend who uh, I met in the triathlon club and she was curious mm-hmm. and we both came along and she um didn't she didn't end up staying mm-hmm. didn't end up becoming Christian mm-hmm. but I always think about sowing seeds mm-hmm. and I always think about when somebody has a hard time who knows they're going to come back to Very much, do you yeah. know and I think for both of us it was that kind of come and see what it's about yeah and also um I think it for me it was really meeting people who were Christian and seeing how happy they were and how peaceful they were mm-hmm. and I was like wow um I want to see what that's about. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Anya, yeah, what about yeah. you, Emily? Have you got any top tips for inviting? Yeah, so I think I think when it comes to inviting, the worst thing that can possibly happen is like the person says no. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like that's not it's not that bad, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of might bruise your ego a little bit, but you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not the end of the world. Um so I think just being kind of frank and honest and open with people about why you want them to come. Mm-hmm. So making sure it's low low pressure. You don't mm-hmm. want to kind of force them into anything obviously you know yeah. <laughs> not recommended <laughs> yeah but yeah and and just I think like you were saying before Jodie if you've like kind of had a little bit of experience with a life course or seen a little bit before you can 
you've got confidence in it that mm-hmm. it is really great and, mm-hmm. and that they are going to enjoy it so mm-hmm. they can take it from you and see for themselves yeah that's brilliant so um it's been so lovely to have Anya and Emily with us on the podcast today and that's just about all that we've got time for um but we'd love it if you would be able to join us again next week for actually our last um week in our mini series belonging where we're going to be thinking about maturity and we're actually going to be hearing from Emily's lovely husband Peter so you can come back and join us next week um but that's all we've got time for today so this has been the Let's Talk Church podcast and we'll see you next week bye bye